1: Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shot YouTube channel, back with another match reaction. I am joined by Scott and Joe for this recording. Boys, we'll just dive straight into it. So, a little bit of a cup hangover, I, I want to describe this one as, straight away, but, but to start with, Scott, I'll come to you. Um, Newcastle, welcome, West Ham. A, a late kickoff. we're getting a lot of late kickoffs in the next few weeks, another one next Saturday against Liverpool. Um... Well, we're expecting changes because of obviously the red card which Bruno received in the cup, and also the concussion substitution which we used for Isaac. And um, yep. were you you surprised by the lads that came in, or, or were you just expecting
0: this? Um, no, I think I think everyone was expecting Saint Maxim to come in, and then Joel to move in the middle, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, um, I think it was too soon to start Gordon um, although... You know, we'll come to this later on. He did make a big impact coming mm. off the bench, but he's only had what five days training if that. So I thought it was a little probably knowing how Eddie How is as well with the way he introduces players into the side, I didn't expect him to start. I I was expecting him on the bench. Um, I was surprised to see Ryan Fraser make the squad make the bench. Yeah. Um it did hammer home that oh, Bench is pretty poor. Like the the yeah. players that we had on that bench was uh was shoestring, if you want to put it in, in that regards. But um no, I think you know we'd expected it to be maybe one change, and I don't think any anyone really expected anything different. Um fans were shouting for St. Maximum to come in, and I think possibly if Isak was fit, he maybe would have come in as well. Um, but seven days concussion injury, you've got to rest them for. So uh I'm assuming that's why he didn't even make the bench.
1: Yeah. I know know it's easy to look at this one now, Joe, in hindsight. Okay, but if we look at the game before the ball was kicked, were you hopeful of three points? Were you confident that Newcastle could continue this this run of form which we have been on? Given the fact
2: that we're third and they were hanging just above the relegation zone, you had to be. uh, There's always the risk of the mentality um, dropping a little bit after the high that was Tuesday. That was always a little bit on my mind... Will Eddie Howe be able to, um, you know, bring the lads sort of back down to earth? It's one one of the things he talked about in his press conference. It was a little bit of a worry, um, but having said that, we do seem to have a mentality in the squad that is um, mature and consistent. So in that respect, I wasn't too wasn't too worried. Um, in terms of the performance itself, I I honestly thought it was uh, very similar to the levels that we've shown all season. Um, the the main problem was that we're getting sussed out uh, way too quickly with the same old tricks, and that is what uh, I'm hoping players like Gordon, uh, who are coming in, will be able to change, add that plan B, add that um, add that little bit of, of dynamics that we're kind of missing right now. But going into the game, I was I wasn't worried that we'd that we'd lose. It's one of mm. those where how can you be? The records speak for themselves. Uh, so I was fairly confident, but like I said, there's always that worry of a cup hangover. And it yeah. seems that seems that it's, you know, that kind of uh, ended up being the case.
1: So Scott had an absolutely amazing start, though. Um, <laughs> we'll score Sorry. within, I think it's 50 seconds we'll score within. Um, Callum Wilson puts in the back of the net. It's ruled out for for VAR because the ball runs out of play. I haven't seen any of these highlights back or anything, but is the ball definitely categorically out?
0: Yeah, it's it's not like the World Cup one where you know if you look at it from like four different angles, it's either in or out, and depending on mm. what are you looking at it, will depend on whether it's you know if you've got one eye closed, it'll be in, and one eye open. It there's a good like you know couple of inches between the line and the there's, ball. There's daylight between the them. Yeah, it, and and you know I, I think you know the, there's been a lot of discussion that we you know the um, the angle that VAR used show that it's quite clearly out. But because of that angle, there's no need to check other ones. Like if yeah. It doesn't just magically go in if you look at it somewhere else. It's going to be out no matter what. Um, and I think the angles that showed on Sky showed that as well. Um, but then you could argue, you know, that doesn't mean we would be 2-0 up. Because as you're probably going to come to, the second goal came pretty much straight yeah. afterwards. So, um,
1: I'm, I'm not sure if I've seen this happen so quickly. There was a game hmm. early in the season. I want to say off the top of my head it was Liverpool. I might be completely wrong. But there was a game early in the season where it was ruled out for offside. Then the score straight away afterwards. That was unbelievably quick how that well,
2: happened. Chris, um, on Sky, they were they still they showing see? the replay of the ball being out. <laughs> And then they part of the live TV and Wilson is in the box and he scores straight away. No so way. even yeah. Sky, <laughs> even Sky Sports were caught out on us. We almost missed the goal watching from the TV. <laughs> it was only when obviously he scored and then they showed the replays that you'd see um Longstaff pass it forward. Like it was it came as such a shock to me. Like I I was sure. like, What the hell just happened?
1: It, it was yeah. mentally inside the ground because we had just got over we celebrating the goal, which obviously was then ruled out for VAR. Everybody's standing up, kicking off, not happy with the decision because yeah. we can't really tell in the ground. Yeah. Bums must have only just touched seats again. Then, what a ball by Sean Longstaff. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wilson's screaming for that ball to be played, but it's pinpoint. It's absolutely per- perfect how he yeah. delivers and that.
2: You, and you know what? That is a perfect That goal is a perfect example of uh, Wilson's strengths. We've spoken about how he's struggled a lot, especially with uh, teams playing the the um, like a deep block and mm. not allowing a lot of space at the back. That was a great example of them pressing high up and him exploiting that space. Uh, and it shows, I'm just so glad for him that he's got that um, that goal because... I don't know how many games... Uh, was it eight or... or since World Cup,
1: wasn't it? I think it was 11 yeah, games. 11, I was up to 11. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, really important for him to get that goal. And... I think it's it's one of those where it's it wasn't down necessarily his performance or something he was doing wrong. It's just we weren't you know, teams were um well they they were kinda of sussing us out a little bit more so mm. they're able to like say play a bit deeper. But that was a just a great show of what you can't do. We
1: did we did highlight this on, on the match preview, which we me and Daryl did. Daryl said that if this is a game where, where Wilson's gonna get a chance, it's gonna be against West Ham because he loves scoring against that that club. And yep. he scores two within a, a handful of minutes him on Saturday, and it, like like you said, Joe it was great to see it. He, he's needed that. Um, it has been an elephant in the room for, for a little while now with with Callum Wilson, where he, he was getting opportunities and not burying them. He takes two in, in that game and he takes them really well. But Scott, we saw the chances falling to Callum Wilson later on in the game. Oh, yeah. And there's two decent chances, which one's a fantastic challenge. It, it's a great tackle. But should should the, you pull the trigger earlier on, that one? And he gets a header mm. later on in the game as yeah. well. And he should be burying that header all day long.
0: Yeah, I mean, the 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 header in the box, he's got no one around him. Um, mm. And I don't know if he'd, he's surprised at that or what, but as a striker, you cannot be. You have to expect that you're going to get that ball and you're going to get the chance. You can't expect He just tries to cushion to it as well, doesn't he? he? Yeah, it's straight down the goalkeeper's throat in and, a and, and, and way he is. And then that... That the, the chance before that, uh where he's through one on one, uh yeah, I mean the, the defender does so well to track back and and, and I think that defender got man of the match as well, uh, because he right. had a pretty good performance. Um I mean Callum Wilson said himself, you know, he's thinking, you know, in hindsight, maybe he should have played it more on his left so that the um the defender doesn't have the chance to, even if he catches him, doesn't have the chance to it's make a great the challenge because the defender um, is
1: on the right hand side of Callum Wilson and he just yeah. Drops back, into his slipstream, Then, then round the other side, it's absolutely fantastic defending. It really it's, is. It's one of
0: those ones where if he doesn't get it spot on, it's a penalty, and
1: yeah. he gets
0: it spot on. And and yeah. Callum Wilson's just, I think he's, I, I think he's looking at it. He's he's finding it hard to control the ball. It's bouncing. It it's mm. maybe you know not bouncing, but bobbling. You just kind of get it to sit right. And and before he knows it, he's uh he's he's it's out for a corner. I don't know if maybe he's the Callum Wilson of old, who maybe's had a bit more pace in him would have been away and that wouldn't have happened but you can't you really That's... look at hindsight there you've got to judge him on the player that yeah. he is now Um going back to the first goal I think Fabian Sher needs a lot of credit for holding off Mikel Antonio the way he did to get the ball up to Joel Linton who then held off Paqueta uh, to get the ball into Sean Longstaff's feet and then again Joe Longstaff had three passes he could have made there. I mean, Saint Maxim's right in front of him, begging for the ball. Mm. He's got a player out wide. I think Miggy's out wide who he could have passed to. And he just slots that through to Wilson, who, you know, one-on-one with a goalkeeper, you'd put your mortgage on Callum Wilson scoring, you know, all the time.
1: You have mentioned Joe Linton there. I'll come to you, Joe. It was another great game from Joe Lynn. We're just seeing these sort of games every single match day, in these performances, they just keep on rolling over it was a daft I, dive. It looked
2: like yeah. a dive in the stadium. I'm basically it, 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 t- it, it was. He went down <laughs> way too easy. But uh oh, I love him so much, man. He's he's such a beast. Um, and he is that energy in midfield that we have lacked a little bit when he's been out on the left hand side. I keep I always say this every time I'm on. Um, he, we, we miss him when he's not in the center of the pitch. And uh in that game was just another great example of of why he does so much for us. Um we need that energy and uh, what he does, you know, he does our limitations to some parts of his game. We know this, but playing to his strengths in the middle, we just saw he was an absolute battering ram, winning all mm. the challenges, the amount of kilometers he must have uh, covered yesterday. Mm. Uh, no Yeah, not a surprise. I think, um, yeah, the best player, definitely. And yeah. uh, he needs players around him though that, that do have that sort of creative spark, which, um, which, you know, Gordon sort of showed when he came on later on. But what a fantastic performance from him! Um, and it's not, it's not, a, you know, it's not a fluke either. These are the performances he puts in week in, week out. He's never really had a, a, a below par game um, for the kind of standards that he sets for his physicality and his in his uh, work rate. So, absolutely hats off to him.
1: It's it's solid seven plus performances every yeah. single week, be- and that's a good yeah. seven, not just your yeah. average, bang average game. He, he's playing out of his skin. He really is. <laughs>
2: Yeah, one thing I do want to say though, um, he is now on eight yellow cards and he just needs to make sure that he doesn't get a yellow card in the next two games, but, like each of the next two right, games. Because he'll so so miss, the, you know, final, to miss the final, because that'll be ten, 10 yellow cards. And
1: Is that think, too
0: is much Plan
2: right? is it? I think that's right. Do, do There's cards, only three games um, to the final,
0: Chris, so yeah. he's got two, two games to avoid two yellow cards. Correct me
2: if I'm wrong, yeah. I know Red it's Cards league, definitely carry it's, over all it's domestic competition. Cook, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, It'll be the so, next uh, league game. If it was the FA Cup, needs, I don't think it would. He just needs to cool it for Bournemouth. Um, we can't risk not
1: having him for the final. Do you know what it is? Uh, he was on that. He was on that yellow card yesterday, and he was still going into challenges yeah. after that. Yeah. And he was still getting involved with, with basically ragging the ball off players when they were holding it. He was getting involved in a couple of scuffles, like, and I was thinking, Joe, come on, sit right down a bit. Do you think
0: yeah? because his yellow card was for a dive, he maybe thinks, well... It wasn't for a bad challenge, so I've got a couple of more inners before I'm going to get another yellow card. Maybe, maybe. You know, maybe that's good for. You. One thing I will say about Joel Linton, he had to cool his head a bit yesterday because he got um he got tackled um pretty. I think it was mid through through the the first half, and he was pointing to his leg where there was a, a little bit of blood on his sock, and there wasn't a, a challenge given, and he kept going back to the referee. Even in the second half, he's going back to the referee, pointing at his ankle, mm. saying, "Look, he didn't give this foul." And, and me and uh, I think it was Ian in the group chat were just going, he's going to get sent off if he's not careful, yeah, because it's...
1: Uh, I think, do, do you know what it is? You, you could see the players getting wound up because it wasn't a great referee in performance. It wasn't, yeah. he, he was giving everything to West Ham, just daft little challenges, everything. And I think mm. a West Ham player died in the first half on, on the left-hand side. They were yeah. shooting towards a... I can't, I can't remember, but the dove on, uh, on, on the left-hand side. Of,
0: like,
1: no. Yeah. And he took a tumble and, and the referee gave a, uh, a free kick to Newcastle and basically wiped them should be way. and I thought, oh, come on mate Like yeah, yeah. Mm. you've got to be consistent Yeah, but I think the referees struggle to get control of the game a lot but we're seeing this a lot this season like now on mm. every other game you're getting a yeah. referee in the performances not stand out obvious decisions wrong but just lacking that control and, and authority on the game it, it's really starting to slip the standards in the Premier League at the yeah. moment
2: mm-hmm. well, yeah, We're a uh we're a very physical team and we're not afraid to put big challenges in and that's the kind of game that we that we bring to most teams and mm. referees need to step up and be
1: consistent. Yeah, I, I think, stick with you, Joe. I think to touch on their goal, um, I was in the pub after the game waiting for the traffic to, to die down and Jamie Rednap was shown on Sky the positioning of, of uh, Maxi, of Alan St. Maximum, saying right. there's, there's a big gap here. Mm. I found that really harsh to put the blame on St. Maximum for conceding that goal because Jordan misses the header. Mm-hmm. Dan Byrne ducks out the way of it. Mm-hmm. And Trippier's more concerned about wrestling Paqueta before the ball's even being kicked. So it's just a, a, a really poor goal to concede. It really is. It's
2: it's very poor considering the, uh, the height that we've got in the team. And like you say, it managed to completely pass, bypass the the entire middle um, mm. part of the goal and the the amount of heads that should have, like you say, gotten in the way. Um, it's, it's a difficult one to really lay the blame on, on it, you know, on anyone's lap because it was, it's a, it's a set piece. Set pieces are sometimes goal mouth scrambles. They're sometimes ricochets. It's unlucky. And it's one of those where it's going to take a goal like that to yeah. breach our defense. Yeah. It wasn't a lapse of concentration necessarily. It wasn't a massive uh, mistake from the defenders. It was just one of those where it was a good delivery and, yeah, because someone probably should have gotten ahead on that. But mm. you know, it happened so quickly. These things can't happen, and it just happened to fall to him with um, only Trippier uh, at that you know at that post. Yeah, um, it's
0: funny you say it that. It's fortunate. only it, it's funny you say that. That's the only type of goal that would go against us because the Tottenham goal that Harry Kane scored, Sky showed that. And it's exactly the same. Harry Kane's wrestling with Kieran Trippier. Trippier's more interested in the player than the ball. Falls to Harry Kane and he he smashes a pass, Trippier, and the keeper, so it's... uh... Maybe that's a weakness in our in our defensive set piece that Eddie Howe needs to maybe take a look at and. Then again, again right. You two, know what? Right? <laughs> that's what I mean. We're saying, we're
1: saying weakness, and so we don't concede very often. It's offensive. not a weakness, man. Exactly. Goals happen.
2: It's football. Like you, yeah. you can't stop every. You know, you can't stop every single team throughout the season. Like not, mm. you know, not scoring a goal. It's not. It's just not going to happen. We're doing our best. So we're doing our very best to make sure that doesn't happen. But you just, you gotta just say fair enough. Okay, it was, it was a, it was a. Relatively lucky landing that you're having to go to Paqueta, and um, is what it is. I think the what we need to sort of more concentrate on, um, is our lack of response or lack of maybe plan B when they decided that they were happy with the point. Mm.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think, do, do you know what is that? I think, and, and I might sound like I'm being critical here, but I'm not sure if, if it it's highlighted this watching on your TV screens on Sky. Um, our play from the back and I'm looking at the likes of Dan Byrne, Fabian Shaw and Sven Botman, their passing was atrocious at times. It before. Just giving the ball away, in stupid places, like heading the ball back into the centre of the field with absolute no-man's land, just West Ham players just there to pick it up and run down the throat of our goal. It happened time and time again and we just couldn't get control of it and normally this is when you'll see Bruno just step in that middle and just yeah. dictate everything, just go right. Yep, I'll sort absolutely. it from here. And yeah. I think Bruno done an interview, maybe last week, saying if if players yeah. don't want the ball, if they're not confident with having the ball, give it to me and I'll do your job. And that's what we missed on Saturday.
0: Yeah, Especially when they're able um, to play like Declan Rice, Um oh, Declan, was outstanding, yeah. by the way. Uh, man um, of the match for me. You kind of play it down the middle when he's there because... He's he's that calibre player who can just find any other player. He's, 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 the, he's their Bruno, basically. Yeah, everybody he I spoke what he to, does.
1: after the game, everybody I spoke to mentioned how good Declan Rice was. And I thought yeah. in the first half, he might have actually gone off injured because he kept on holding his lower back constantly. And I thought, oh, he might be going off. Yeah, wasn't the case. He
0: well, at the start the fort, of the game, mate. Joel Linton had him had him in his back pocket. And mm. I made a comment saying Joel Linton's got Declan. He's had his life here. And it was like the first mm. 20 minutes and he was getting nothing. But I think we rotated a little bit with midfield and, and then Longstaff dropped a bit deep. And then Joe, it, it kind of was when that happened, Jack, Declan Rice was like, OK, I've got a bit of a chance to move around a bit here. And then it, we obviously switched back. And it just it seems to be the way we're playing where mm. there's not like a set role in the midfield where it's definitely Joe Linton or it's definitely Joe Longstaff. They're swapping and changing. Similar to what we do up front where, you know, on that right hand side where you'd see uh, Willick and Joe Linton maybe switch. One be in the middle, one be outright. Um it seems that, that that rotation seems to happen, and I don't know if they do that to catch teams off guard, so they don't know who you know they're going to be up against or mm. what. But it, it it seemed to open the game up a bit more for that middle of the park when we did rotate and Jordan mm. moved out a little, not out on the left, out on the right, sorry, but a bit more further forward to in the with, middle. Help with Gordon, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the
1: next play I want to want to highlight and. We're going to be focused on this a lot on tomorrow's podcast on the All Span face Faces podcast, which will be going just after eight o'clock. Um, Joey, it's it's Maxi. Alan St. Maximum <laughs> comes into that team. Of course it is. And I don't, I don't want to focus oh. on it too much, okay? Because I think if I'm going to give my opinion, like I said, I will go into it in more detail. I think the spotlight is always on Alan St. Maximum. And if he has an average game, that becomes an A horrible shocking game for a lot of fans. Whereas it could be the same sort of standard that Miggy's done on the 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 right hand side. But because it's Maxi, it's the worst he's the worst footballer we've ever seen. And I just I can't understand it. Yes, he was he was poor at times. There was moments in the game where he could have done better. But I don't think he had a as bad as a performance as what some people are making out here.
2: No, he didn't. Um, there's a couple of points I want to make on this. The first one is that I think there's a, a lot of people who still have that mentality that Saint-Maximin is the get-out-of-jail card, that he's the one that's going to create that spark uh, to basically create something from nothing as we were used to seeing in the Bruce era. He's no longer that style of player that we need. Another good, another point, though, is that, uh, Chris, you mentioned about uh, Miggy on the right-hand side. St. Maximum doesn't have that overlapping fullback that Miggy has in Trippier. Mm. Uh the few times that Dan Byrne does get over, he you see he's as soon as he gets off the ball, he's very reluctant to continue going up the uh, the the byline and to overlap uh for obvious reasons. So Maxi doesn't always have that support network that we see um on the other side. And that's a problem because what I find, what I personally see is that when Maxi gets the ball, he's isolated a lot of the time and he's left to try and create space where there's two defenders in front of him. Mm. And there are still times where you look at him and just think you need to pass that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, but personally I feel that he is really adapting his game to, um, to bring players in more, especially with, with passing. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a problem where I feel people are a little bit too quick to jump the gun with Maxi. He's just come back from injury and that is his first start in the team in however long. And we just need to give it time. Um, yeah, he didn't have a, a great game, but like you say, there were players who were far worse, and I think we just need to understand he's still un, he's still really adapting his role to this team, and um, we just need to maybe support him a little bit more, both on the pitch in terms of the players around him mm. and also
1: the fans as well. And I, I just want to mention, Scott, that this isn't us jumping in basically to defend Sane because he'll know it wasn't a great game; he'll know that himself. But I think we need to just just relax a little bit as a fan base because some of the things I was seeing on social media last night after that game, after the full-time whistle, fans saying that we should be looking at selling him straight away in the summer. There's no future for him at the football club. Saying that um, the team are carrying St Maximum, I think we need to remember that player carried us for two seasons.
0: I think you'll see it remember remember uh, that yesterday St Maximum was the only Newcastle player to get three uh, tackles out of three. He was our yeah. top uh, tackler, yesterday. Um, Those stats go unnoticed because he's an attacking player. Um, Yes, he wasn't tracking back all the time, but when he was, he was doing the effort. Um, I think that the problem with Maxi was and and, and this isn't Maxi's problem, this is our problem as fans. We we see him start and go, okay, this is your chance, this is your opportunity. Mm. You've now got to prove it to us. He doesn't have to prove it to anybody. All he has to prove it to is Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe knows what he can do and he's doing it to an extent, maybe yeah, he didn't get an assist, he didn't do what he was doing, but he wouldn't be in the squad at all if Eddie Howe didn't think he was worth of it. Like You don't just start St. Maximum because he's St. Maximum. You earn you earn that right, and he's earned that right. And um, Yes, it's a injury that's made him maybe get the start and not being on the bench, but he's still in the squad. He's still in that, you know, whatever it is, 20-man squad or 25-man squad. Um, I think yesterday... There were a lot of other players that played for us who were worse than Maxi. You know, you mentioned Miggy Almiron. I thought that was one of his worst performances. See, seen. See yeah, he got the assist for the disallowed goal right at the beginning, but that's all he really did yesterday. He was getting in, but the problem with Maxi for uh, for sorry for Miggy for me yesterday was. If Trippier wasn't there, he looked like he had no idea. He looked mm. like he had nothing. He didn't know what to do. And I think West Ham sussed that pretty, pretty quickly. And what you noticed was when Murphy came on, Trippier wasn't getting forward as much, and it was all going down the right. And that's when, you know, Byrne was overlapping with, uh, with Maxi. Oh, Sorry, not with Maxi, with Gordon, because Gordon was on by then. Mm. Um, but Gordon was cutting in more and doing what he was doing. And I'm sure we'll come to Anthony Gordon uh, next. Um, but for we'll Mickey, bring for... him straight up, yeah. Bring him yeah. straight
1: up. Just so so Gordon comes on, uh, I think he gets 20 minutes, I think it was around the 70th minute thereabouts. He comes on the around field, that, yeah. What mm-hmm. an impact he had, Scott!
0: <clears throat> yeah, he did. He had a really good impact. He, um, obviously, he looked lively, uh, he looked hungry as well, um, which is, uh, is always good. And I also think, you know, to criticize him a little bit, maybe it's just because he doesn't know our style of play yet. He could have possibly crossed the ball a bit sooner and, and maybe put the ball in the box a bit more, but. I don't know if that's the type of player he is. I've only really ever seen him when he's played against us. Um, and let's be fair, he hasn't had the best of performances against us in the past. So uh, we'll see how that develops. But I mean, the, the past um, Callum Wilson for that chance we've already spoke about was unreal. There was another cool. one as well, where he cuts in and he finds um, Sean Longstaff in the middle of the park. And you could hear even through the TV, the crowd was like, Oh, all oh, right, okay, well, uh, we'll have this. Thanks. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Craig Bellamy. Um he's got that pace and he's got that that kind of I don't know, just seems to a hunger to get the ball forward, which is nice. Um and I think he's only could only get better as anyhow, you know, moulds him into the player that he wants and he learns the style of the other players and how What's, they will be around. What him. I
1: did like from from Gordon when he came on, Joe, is that it was very one touch football. The ball was coming to him They right, right, play that, I'm away. Like was fast. Yeah, he was playing triangles. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that's the thing. We um we've spoken a lot about how when teams are um up defending deep that we just we can't seem to sort of unlock that little bit of space. And what Gordon was doing really well, like like you said, he'll do he'll do a pass. His passing was absolutely phenomenal. He'll do a pass and then he'll um attack that little bit of space that's just behind the uh, the defenders or between the midfield and uh, in the defense. And that's something that we've like lacked um a little bit. I know that there's um, a lot of a lot of pace and a lot of direct, uh, directness on the side. Like Willick, for instance, he can really mm-hmm. drive towards players. But then at the same time, he I don't know, Gordon add some kind of dynamics that we've that we seen we've, um, we've seen to miss. And it's just a it's an absolutely brilliant option. Um, like Scott said, he can only get better. Um, we've seen we've seen this happen quite a few times with players making their debuts. They uh, you know obviously they want to impress, they want to stand out and, and make their mark. I just hope that. He continues um, with that kind of energy that he's um, that he's shown in the game, and I think you will. I think you will. It's a great option to have off the bench right now. Um, if Wilson yeah, took
0: that chance and put it away, oh, he would have been. He would have been. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. High and off the adrenaline. I,
2: yeah, you yeah. can't really blame Wilson for it. Like I mean, we've spoken about before, so we'll leave um, labor the point. No, no, but I'm just talking was, about like for Gordon's like. The vi- yeah, confidence. the vision. The vision. Aye, and yeah. and like we said earlier, he's only trained for like five days, and that's the kind mm. of um, and that's the kind of link-up play we're already seeing. You know, uh,
1: absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that, I thought he was really good when he came on. He, he did yeah. have such an impact where, where the game started to change back in our, our favour when he did come on the field. And, and he looked very proactive, very positive thinking. But when it comes to, like Scott said, getting the ball up the field. Um, So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Anthony Gordon can do at this football club. Scott, Bournemouth next week. Do you put Gordon straight in that team or... Do you stick with Maxi since that a lot of fans are saying, right, the next three games, Maxi's chance to show what he can do, give him those minutes, which he's been eager for? What would you go for?
0: No, um, Maxi needs a run of games. He needs to get back to to sharpness. There's no point in starting him one game and then put him on the bench next game and then maybe he's giving him five minutes in a game. That's not going to get Maxi back to the Maxi that we all know we've got. He needs a run of games. He needs to get his match form up. You know, maybe it's the next game. Is his last chance to, you know, try and improve? Because we've got Liverpool the week after, and that's going to be a tough game for all of us. I mean, although, saying that, Wolves did a number on them yesterday, so maybe it won't be as hard as we're all thinking. But, uh, yeah, no, for me, I, I would go into that game next week with, a you know, a Bournemouth, who are second from bottom in the league. And we'll do a preview on this, obviously, throughout the week. But um, they're second bottom in the league. They're not playing that great. I think that's the perfect game. Alan St Maximum to turn it on and, and get back to you know show what he can actually do and he seems to like away games more than home games St Maximum I don't know if it's the pressure of playing at St James's Park that he's not a fan of you know the Wolves game he was, he was outstanding with um, yeah I don't change we, a thing me. I, we I'll need a player ahead.
2: like sorry we need a player like him to unlock that Bournemouth defence when they came to us we really struggled
0: and mm.
2: I don't think he was I think he was injured at the time wasn't he when
0: we yeah, he was out. I mean, I would be, I would be tempted to drop Miggy and put Gordon on the on the on the right, uh, on the on the left, sorry, um, and have Maxi and and Gordon. Depends how it goes because he can play across that whole front line. Um, it depends who starts up front. If Wilson starts again, which he probably will do, then maybe Miggy and and Saint Maximum. If it's Isak, I think Isak Saint Maximum and Gordon up front is a terrifying. Mm. Can um, we prospect? Yeah.
2: Can we talk about the problem that is Mickey right now? And I know it seems it's a, probably a little bit harsh to say that given that he was absolutely phenomenal for us uh, in the first half of the season. Uh but we've we've alluded to this already. He seems it seems like teams are really working him out. And he, I, I yeah, it's um it's it's a bit of a sort of a worrying time, I think. He doesn't seem to be able to have much luck recently.
1: I think, uh, I think personally, I think the confidence has started drop again when it comes to taking chances yeah. and, and shots. Because there was a couple of times against West Ham where he, he's cut across and coming the inside and, and on the edge of the box. And when he was in that such fantastic form, he would just hit that. And he's not, he's not even taking that he's chance. He's not. Anymore. Problem is, he's not using
2: his right foot
1: at all, and he he's getting in a lot. Of
2: really, I know he's getting really good um, positions to get crosses in but he just seems so reluctant to use the right foot. He has to then cut inside and then the defenders are able to get that time to block off um, any pathways that, or any... That's McCarthy been Miggy for the four years we've had I know, I know. Never I have it's used that bit. Right it's,
1: it's a little bit worried. I think, a little bit I think we just have, have to remember that uh, there has been a handful of players this season where they've gone through these sort of spells. Like, Callum Wilson's yeah. just gone through one. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is Miggy's chance to go... Even though he went through one I'm for those two years drop. beforehand. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> suggesting
2: drop him at all. Um, I... I'm just a little bit concerned that we're seeing the same patterns uh, each game now where defenders are watching them out pretty early.
1: I think we're going to have to put that West Ham game just to, to one side when we're looking at the likes of Miggy, because Bruno brings the best out in Miggy. Um So, so maybe True. that's where, where I was lacking as well because that, that partnership between Trippier, Bruno and, and Miggy on, on the right-hand side is a great trio that they've got working on there. So maybe taking one of those out of the equation, it just doesn't click as easy as what it should or has been, I should say. Um Bruno is, is what gets us taken by. He is. He he's the Talisman. He's the creator in that team. And and he's the one that, that's confidence at every single moment in that game. And I think just to wrap it up, I think it just shone through straight away that, that it was clear as day that we missed Bruno. And without him in the team, we we'll struggle slightly at times. There was a long periods in that game where it was all West Ham and we're not used to it.
0: Mm. Yeah, people I, think the, I think the about. big deciding factor of that is uh, Tuesday night, there would have been such a high of adrenaline on all them players. Yeah. Yeah. And then from Wednesday, Thursday, you dump that adrenaline. And it it's, it's probably harder to have that happen to you than play on a Thursday and then play on a Sunday because it takes so much out of you when you dump that much adrenaline that recovery is pretty tough. And you could yeah. see it by the end of that game. There were some players who were absolutely blown by the end of that. We've got a week now. Got a week to get back mm, on my fitness, yeah. back to how we want, and uh, yeah. hopefully bring the game to Bournemouth.
2: Exactly. It took me It took me until Friday to recover, and I was just in yeah. the stands. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And again, how I uh, spoke about this, it's about getting that, um, keeping that uh, focus, and, and you're right, the mm. adrenaline coming uh, come away from them on Tuesday. Um, it's one of those. You have got yeah. You gotta you gotta put this game to bed. It is what it is. There's nothing. No co- <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> no, exactly. no. It's no cause no for concern. <laughs> it's no cause for con- Like major concern. there's obviously. It, it,
1: that can, that that's know. what you have to look at. The positive is that we still created a few chances. Callum Wilson got on the score sheet eventually, which we've been mm-hmm. begging for and absolutely dying for yeah. the last handful of weeks. Um, and, and obviously, it's a draw. It's it's, it's not a defeat. So yeah it's, it's, it's a, yes is, is a two points drop probably but then i'll argue that bruno was missing so maybe not it's it's just one of them it happens it happens very that point
2: yeah we're in a very peculiar position as a fan base where we have to ride this fine line between um having expectations of what we're currently seeing on the pitch for the last few months and also understanding that we are way ahead of where we yeah. should be in the schedule it's a very like i say it's a very fine line that we need to tread. Um, because I see, you know, people criticizing people who are criticizing players, like, oh, you know, why, why are you saying that, why are you doing that? And I think it's, you know, we 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 can we can obviously criticize certain performances based on what we've seen. Um, I just think, yeah, there's that sort of balance that we need to have about our expectations um, for where we should be based on where you know based on where we are as well. So it's a it's it's a weird bit of a weird time at the minute, uh, mm. but we're fine. If we carry on where we are, I think we get to about 72, 73 points by the end of, yeah. by the, end of the season. And that is unbelievable. That, that will get us to four uh, based yeah. on the average of the last four seasons.
1: That is insane. That
2: is insane. It is. Um, it is.
1: Well, well, well ahead of schedule, like I said. Well ahead of the schedule. Yeah. We'll just need yeah. a, to take that one on the chin. It, it was, yes, probably two points drop. But like, like we mentioned there, it, it's still a game where we haven't been beat at St. James's Park. And that's that's and we didn't deserve to
2: beat as well. That's the thing. It's not Mm. even like it was back to the walls. We were the better team for the majority of the of the game. We're still in these these performances, and uh, Mm. it'll click. You know, like we say, we're going coming at the side. Bruno's obviously out at the minute. It's it's one of those. If this is all lull, then I'll take it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm fully fully agree with you, Um Thanks everybody that that has joined for this one, and thanks everybody who is watching back and listening to the audio there. Um, if you want to like the video, it means a lot to us as well. helps us get on every other uh, Newcastle United feed uh, on YouTube. Uh, if you want to become a subscriber, just click the button. It uh, means a lot to us as well. And if you want to give a little extra bit, you can become a member. It is just 2 99 a month. You get bonus content, you get early access to footage, and you also get access to the Telegram group, which is currently preparing some sort of uh, London meetup, Wembley meet-up on the weekend where we will make it to the, the League Cup final. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, boys, for joining us. And we'll see you next time.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.